0: This is Bedside, a podcast series on a mission to debunk sex. I'm your host, Tatiana, and each week we uncover stories, ideas, and expert information to help guide you on your ever evolving journey of deep love, relationships, and good sex. Oh, and a little bit of manifestation sprinkled in there too. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bedside Podcast. Guys, it's spooky season. (laughs) This is the time to thrive. We are days away from Halloween, and I could not give you, I could not pass this time without delivering a Halloween-themed podcast episode. Now, of course, we have to do it in the bedside way. So today's episode is all about witches, Witchcraft and the Salem Witch Trials. I am particularly so stoked to have my guest on today, Leanne Morama. She is the founder of an amazing witchcraft shop and witch shop in Salem, Massachusetts. And I actually found her because the other month I was like, picked up this random like witches magazine in the grocery store. And I was devouring it because let's be real, I'm in my spiritual girly moment and it's not a moment, it's a lifestyle. And I found her work and I was like, I need to have Leanne on to explain to everybody really just, you know, the history of witchcraft and the divine feminine and just the extreme power that feminine energetics has. And then in tandem, really just the ways that we can begin to explore our own use of spirituality, the tools and modalities of that spirit guides. So this conversation is jam-packed. It's so exciting. And I really just loved having Leanne on. Her perspective is really, really all-encompassing, and I think you'll leave with an entirely new outlook on what witchcraft is. And of course, we couldn't do a Halloween episode without getting into this. On this episode, we're chatting about meeting spirit guides, how to work with witchcraft, what witchcraft is, how to Connect with Your Inner Witch, Halloween Rituals. Leanne gives an amazing ritual for connecting to your spirit family and how to meet your spirit team. And what's so crazy about this is in this episode, I shared with her how I met a new spirit guide. I won't share that, like, I'll, I'll save that for this episode. But I had another wild experience the other week where I've been reading, if you guys follow me on Instagram, I've been reading the Women Who Run With the Wolves book. It's phenomenal go grab a copy if you don't have one already. It has truly changed my entire perspective of just feminine energy. And they talk a lot about folklore and really the origin of like hags and witches. It's really remarkable. But in reading this book and having had done this interview and had spirit guides top of mind, I had this wild experience. I'll have to do a solo episode on this where I literally met another new spirit guide. I had a crazy experience where I was chatting with my great grandmother. It blew my mind. I actually kind of had a moment after I had that experience being like, what just happened? Like I had to really debrief of myself, but I think I'm going to save that for a solo episode because there's so much to unpack there. And I feel like I really got to a place where I was willing to receive certain messages from that guide. So you'll hear in this episode, a little alluding to that and how you can also begin to kind of like utilize your own spirit team. All right, guys, with that said, I cannot wait to introduce Leanne to The Bedside Podcast. Well, hi, Leanne. Welcome to The Bedside Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Hi, it's great to be here. I am really excited about this episode because... I feel like in the spirit of fall, this kind of very much aligns with the line of work you do. But a lot of the conversations that we have on Bedside are around spirituality and mindfulness and just kind of like tapping into all of these different practices around manifestation and kind of living your best life, if you will. But What I'm most excited about, I kind of like really am excited to chat with you about witchcraft and manifesting. But I think before we get into any of that, can you just share a little bit about your shop that you have, you're based in Salem, and basically how you got into all of this in the first place? Awesome. My name is Liam Rama, and I am proud owner of a
1: shop in Salem called Pentagram Shop. I own that shop with my best friend, in business partner, Timothy Reagan. We also own another shop in a neighboring town called Beverly, and it is the Zodiac Tea Room in which we we offer tea leaf readings as part of a little something different for people. I got involved with witchcraft, God, so many years ago. It's two different stories. I mean, there's my involvement in my Personal dedication to the old gods and the goddess that happened to me probably in my late 20s, but I was not a part of Salem and becoming a professional reader until my 30s. And I've been here for 20 years. I worked for a different shop and have a lot of gratitude for the opportunities that they gave me. And now I'm a co owner of my own shop. Here in Salem, which I love. It's a lot of fun. And I feel like the purpose of Pentagram and working with Tim is to provide education and guidance because I am a psychic and a medium to people who are seekers of the craft or just want a little help in their life
0: or just need a little bit of magic. I love this so much. And I want to kind of tap into a little bit of your psychic abilities in a bit, but I think if you could share with us just, and especially for those who don't know, just a little bit about kind of the history of Salem, that would be really exciting to kind of get a bit of a rundown of kind of the origins of what went down years ago.
1: Many years ago, people were persecuted for witchcraft, they weren't witches. And they weren't practicing witchcraft. Young women were influenced to accuse other women. It was basically a land grab money. A lot of men that didn't like women owning property, <laughs> they went for the weakest women, people who were older, people who were not well. And a lot of these women were alone. There was a man that was persecuted. Uh, his name was Giles Quarry, and he fought for his land and he died. By expressing more weight rather than confessing to witchcraft. Uh, some people did confess and others died and perished. Even animals were accused of witchcraft and were killed. It was a madness and it was greed. It was greed that came and greed and an education and cruelty really is the biggest problem today. Salem is a happy wonderful town that is named after the word peace. Salem means peace and that's what they have here. We are very accepting of all everyone. I mean it is it is one of the most welcoming kind places to come and visit where if you it doesn't matter whether your religious orientation, your sexual orientation it doesn't matter. Our streets are painted with rainbows and our people all dressed in black because we're witches. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 a it's wonderful. I welcome people to come here and try every shop. If you are simply interested in, you know, kitschy witchy fun stuff. Uh, the Sanderson sisters, Salem has a wonderful history with pop culture, with bewitched. We have a bewitched statue. And if you just want to be here for fun, just come for fun. A lot of other people come here for almost a religious pilgrimage. And they seem to come here in the fall because New England's beautiful in the fall, but it is the season of the witch. And you find people coming right around the harvest. So we just celebrated the autumnal equinox, which is the second harvest.
0: Yes. And today's the full moon, which is great.
1: Yes. Yes. Today's a great day for manifesting. It's a Full moon on a Friday. So this is a great time to work. You love magic, anything where you want to manifest abundance in your life. So get your green candles and work with Venus and a lot of praises to the goddess Aphrodite. May she be around you. So the fall is a perfect time. To come here to Salem, there's plenty to do. It's not even just Salem. All of New England comes alive with colors. And those beautiful colors of red, orange, and sometimes green are shining in the trees. And there's apple picking. And there's hay rides. And there's haunted houses and apple cider. It's just New England is the most magical. I think a lot of things are the most magical in the fall because you've got to think this is the time of year right before the winter. So things sometimes are the most beautiful before they die.
0: Mm, I totally agree with that. I am curious to know a little bit about witchcraft in general. From what you were saying, it seems like a lot of what happened in Salem back in the like 1600s was very much, like you said, related to greed, lack of education. But I'm curious about the history almost of witchcraft itself because I don't want to like ignore that this is actually a real practice. It is. It absolutely
1: is a real real practice. Witchcraft is is recognized as a real religion and it is recognized by the United States as a religion. Now, maybe only a couple of hundred years ago in Europe, people were still getting hurt and persecuted. Even here in the United States, there was a time where your jobs are, you could have your children taken away from you because of your religion. This so witchcraft is a religion. And what we do is we worship the old gods. We, we look back in time and our practice comes from history. But does the religion really and do all of our practices come from history? Really, a lot of Wicca was created and constructed by a man named Gerald Gardner and it grew and it grew and it became a beautiful practice so i in my head it's like witchcraft is a new religion yet it's an old religion there's a lot of history there and it's now beaming and growing uh we are not people who want to Try to convince people to become witches. We want people to manifest and communicate with their gods and their way. We're not knocking on doors. We're not trying to gobble up your family members to become witches. In fact, sometimes less is more. <laughs> and <laughs> it has to be a calling. It's a calling. It's a calling. Yeah. You have to love the gods. You have to love the goddess. There's so much magic in every religion. You know, I have so much respect. I I was I grew up a a Catholic, and it, I'm not, I'm not that 19 year old girl anymore going, or the Catholic Church, or, you know what? There's beauty in everything, and people need to love something, you know? They, they, it's all about love. Isn't that why we all get on our knees and pray? <laughs> it's yeah. for love and for manifesting what is best for ourselves, our higher yeah. self.
0: Yes, I love this, and you're reminding me. So I'm actually reading this really great book. I'm sure you've read it before, or at least heard of it. But "Women Who Run with Wolves." Um, I just
1: started reading that as well.
0: Oh Again, my gosh! Yeah, it was
1: given to me by a dear friend, and I hope she's listening. I, I maybe she will be. My friend Rachel gave it to me, and she there is a conference now. It's amazing. We as women. I'm naturally born with intuition, with nurturing, and you know, and and we're naturally fighters and we're strong, and they they try to put us in boxes. We we can't be a woman that runs with wolves. Great book. Find that goddess within, girls.
0: Yes, it's so good, and I think what was really interesting in reading, and I'm drawing a through line here to witchcraft, is there's like a there's a couple sections where a lot of the analogies are painted with these old fables that have been passed down, and how a lot of these super powerful divine feminine archetypes, these healers, were kind of at one point in time twisted in narratives of becoming these like witches and more of these like wardy. Like think of kind of all the quintessential imagery that you have from like children's books of of witches and witchcraft. And so I think it's very interesting, kind of this interconnection of really this true divine feminine power and witchcraft. Can you speak a little bit more to this?
1: Absolutely. Huh. Well, men have feared women's powers and our abilities for so long that they had to turn us into the hag. They had to turn us into the most despicable, (laughs) ugly thing because they feared our power. But you know what? And they also fear women getting older. And I have to tell you, this is why I let my hair go white. You know, you embrace the crone. Us as women, we go through different stages. First, we're maidens and we're wild and we're free. And then we're mothers and we're nurturing and we're growing what is for ourselves. And keep in mind, being the mother didn't always have to have a child. It's just our nurture phase. And the crone, the crone, that is when we are our full power, where our sexuality doesn't have to be about making babies. It could be all about ourselves. And that is the thing that men fear the most. An older woman with an attitude, I'd be afraid of me too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at the woman, like what what it is to be a woman. its It is, it's, it's a lot, you know. Most people don't even know what to do with us. I mean, we know what to do with ourselves, but a lot of the men, we're frightening them as we gain more power, as we embrace our sexual identity and even our gender identity. It is what is it to be feminine? You know, is it what we're born with? I I want, I want everyone to embrace their feminine side. I want men to embrace their feminine side. I want us not to be afraid to even be masculine women. I just love seeing the goddess and young people today. I love looking at these brilliant 30 and 40-year-old women out there right now really just claiming their own, speaking up, saying this is who I am. I feel her in me. That defiance, that strength. That power, that self-control that you have, that's coming from something. That's coming from your heart. And you have to remember inside of you, you are a goddess. And the goddess lives in you. And that de- I don't care what religion you are. That could be that powerful. People talk about the Blessed Mother, Mary. Oh, she was so gentle and sweet. Are you kidding me? That woman <laughs> walked all the way across a desert to yell at her own son, who walked away and got lost in the desert. Mary, brave, strong. Joan of Arc, a warrior mary magdalene these these are it can be found anywhere
0: it can be found inside of you i'm not even going to ask you this i actually think i fully believe everybody's kind of like born with this initial feeling that we've both been describing but i think so much of it gets conditioned out of a lot of us so can we kind of talk and can you share some more about how you can begin to get back into this if you're listening and you're like, oh, my God, I relate to this, but I feel like I've lost parts of this along the way. What are ways that we can begin practicing and like nurturing our intuition again and and like getting into this space of feeling so deeply powerful with the divine to, feminine to to create this
1: connection to the divine feminine? And keep in mind, it doesn't matter what your gender is or how you identify yourself. Connecting with the divine feminine is supposed to be, everyone's supposed to be doing this. So first of all, uh, you really start really exploring yourself. What do you connect with? What makes you feel kind? What gives you love? Are you uh, d- Do animals do that? Do children? Uh, do? Does beauty? Does art? Does creativity? And do, are you mindful of everything you do? And do you live a life of gratitude? uh when you do you're empowered when you wake up in the morning and the sun's there and you're actually capable of breathing do you say thank you to the sky to the air to the earth beneath you to the fire within your soul do you have gratitude do you recognize your blessings that's step one also know that you're intuitive Listen, listen to the voices and to the imagery and the messages that are consistently around you. They're knocking on the door, trying to wake you up, trying to make you more conscious, more proud. Hear them. Everyone is born with some sort of psychic gift. Make it become real. Give yourself time and space to meditate at least once a day. If you do not have time to meditate for at least 10 minutes a day, That means you should be meditating for 20 minutes a day. You have (laughs) to give yourself space. Self-care is a form of worship. Self-care is a form of honoring higher power because that higher power puts you here. It puts you here. It gave you breath. It gave you passion. It gave you life. It gave you the food and water that cleanses you and nourishes you. So every moment... In your existence is an opportunity to have gratitude, to have love, right? Through that, that's where your power comes from. Is love when you have the capability of forgiving and letting go, and and just being happy. Well, that in itself is empowering. So don't forget who you are. You were born with a crown. So I do a little ritual. This is what I do when I'm feeling like like shit because everyone has a bad day. Yeah, I go in front of my mirror in my bathroom. And me, authentically me, waking up, hot mess, I look at myself, and I call myself a queen. And I remind myself whose daughter I am. And I say my mother's name. I say my grandmother's name. And then I visualize a crown on my head. I put it right on, and I go seize the day. Hey, not every day is a great day. Some days we need to remind ourselves and remember where we came from. We are the ancestors of love. We are products of thousands of years of love, okay? We have to remember.
0: I love this. So you've mentioned meditation. You kind of mentioned mirror magic. Is there anything else that you feel like really kind of is a good practice to tap into this? A very, very good practice is to recognize your ancestors. We have to remember where we came
1: from before we're capable of moving forward. So this Halloween, okay, October 31st, I think everyone should take a picture of someone that they lost, someone who died. This could be an animal too, something that we love. We loved so much. We get their picture and we light a candle in front of it. And we leave them offerings, that picture, that imagery. We leave them offerings of things they liked in life. So this October, I'll be lighting a candle in front of the picture of my grandmother, Lena. And Lena loved, loved Innocent cookies. So I will go get her cookie and I will leave it there. And I'll leave it there all night. I'll light a candle and before bed, I'll pinch it out. I will say her name and I will create a memory. But when we feed our past, our future will be bright.
0: Mm, Oh, my goodness. Okay, guys, you heard it here. We're doing Halloween ancestral rituals. We're offering things. How do you use your ancestors as a reference point and kind of in your manifestation process? Because I know for me personally, I use deceased relatives and I feel like they come to me as my angel signs, as part of my like spirit guide team. So are you familiar with using this?
1: Absolutely. I have used my spirit guide team. I have used my grandparents as protection. First, I remember with a love and I, I give them great gratitude for the world that they've created for me. I leave them offerings, but they affect my day all the time. They leave me little messages, whether it's simply a butterfly that landed on my shoulder randomly, or a, a smell or a taste that came over my mouth randomly that it was my grandmother's cooking. There, There's so many different little messages. A lot of people talk about the red card and all fiend coins. They're valid. They're real. That's not just Facebook making up shit. That's real stuff. <laughs> that that they're doing there's a reason why there is what's called a morphic resonance now because of these signs and they're coming through listen if we can't remember where we came from how the hell are we ever going to have a future and you like you said your your special spirits that have I've, that have helped you int- meet friends or um, introduce people. Oh, some woman I know is convinced that her grandmother sent her her husband. To me, that's real. That's real. That's what they want to do. They want you to do well. Our dead want us to do well. They also want to be talked about. They don't want to be forgotten. The word remember means to re-make somebody a member again. And there's so many different cultures that do celebrate the dead during this time. You can have a dumb supper. You can eat in silence, serving the foods that somebody loved in the past, and just eat in silence. That silence is pure respect because then your mind will open up and you'll be able to hear. You'll be able to hear the dead. We talk so much. We're in front of our phones. We're in front of our TVs, computers. We got noise constantly. The minute we're silent, if we're truly silent, we are going to get messages. We are going to hear the dead. Everything I do, you're capable of doing. Communicating with the dead, using the tarot as a guide for your future. Those are things right there at your fingertip. And I am going to speak something positively about the boys because something happened in the store today. Somebody said to me, I don't believe men are psychic. And would not, did not want to get a reading with one of the males, one of the guys. My business partner is probably one of the most amazing, gifted astrologer I've ever met in my life. He's the most accomplished palm reader I've ever experienced. And he is an amazing medium, even though he doesn't want to do mediumship reading. <laughs> um, but it doesn't matter. All this, these gifts, these powers, this ability, it's in all of us. And we have to start seeing that and respecting one another a lot more.
0: I actually am curious to dive a bit into the concept of spirit guides. Can you kind of give a high level overview of how they can show up and truly how you can begin to trust the signs that are given to you. I'll also give you an example that maybe you can run with. I recently have a new spirit guide and it took me a minute to kind of catch on to it, but I actually am realizing right now as I'm speaking to you and we're talking about this that This was really confirmed to me last night because I dreamt about it as well. So I kind of want to hear, again, your take on spirit guides and how we can begin to trust them and know that they actually are our guides and not a figment of our imagination.
1: Spirit guides are such blessings, and they are not. (laughs) They're not a figment of your imagination. And you know what's so crazy? This is how I've done it. At first, I thought, oh, you just have one spirit guide, right? And that's your spirit guide forever. As I have journeyed my road with my practice, I've realized I've had spirit guides for different areas of my life. And they're not all coming to you at once. Um, I feel like, and some are quiet. The spirit guides that watched me when I was a child, they're, it's not that they're gone. They're just not, it's not our relationship changed. I think that they're helping my kids. Things are different it's a different. Yes. They they seem to go off and I think my there's my there's some of my spirit guides that are following my daughter who is doing her things doing her daughter things cuz she's in her late 20s she's having a good time and mine are like in her face. But <laughs> meditation and ritual to really pull that to to get to know your spirit guide is really important. So when I have health issues, I have a spirit guide for, for that when my health had turned. So this is a little new spirit guide. And it was during a surgery that I, I feel that I connected with this guide who said, I'm here now. I've got this. I talk to them. People are like, so what do you do with your spirit guides? How do I get them to work with me? How do I get to know them? How do you get to know any friend? You talk to them. You acknowledge their presence and you be a friend back. You can't expect somebody or a thing or anything to respond to you if you're not actually talking to it. For you to acknowledge your spirit guide, well, I would say I have a guide that, that sits with me in my reading. So how I did, how I connected with the spirit guide was I closed my eyes. I had. I'll tell you the crystals I used because I do use some crystals. I do believe that the earth can pull in some power, so I used a labradorite. Why? It does help with spirit, but in spirit guides. But I just like it. If you don't like a labradorite, use a rose quartz. Use what works for you. Use what works for you. And I I use candles an awful lot. So I had some candles, and I closed my eyes. And I did deep breaths, and I visualized myself walking down a road. And the road I created as it went, I created that imagery in my own mind. And at the end of that road was the spirit guide that was going to help open up the gates of the afterworld to guide me and help me facilitate mediumship reading. When I was done, I embraced the guide, walked back into my, my own world, my own light. Said thank you as I always did. Left an offering, something very simple, a cookie, and I left that outside. Nature took it with it, and I, you know, snuffed out my candle, and I went along. But I could constantly feel it getting more and more as I work and as I think and as I talk. So if I literally walk through my whole day talking to myself, and I'm talking to my guide. So let me. Talk to you a little bit more about meditation. A lot of people feel that meditation should be a blank screen, right? You see nothing and it's just empty. Meditation for me and all of this, all of magic, all of this to me is a form of imagination. So what I do is I close my eyes and I just imagine it. It's not just some people it just doesn't pop up. Close your eyes. Visualize something simple. And let your visualizations grow and grow and grow. So eventually, you're going to visualize yourself, just to start walking down a road, create that road. And then imagine, what does your spirit guide look like? Your imagination comes from something. It's real. You're not making it up. I just don't know how to describe how to make you see. Just imagine it. Does your spirit guide have long hair? What color hair? What color eyes? what's the nationality are they men or are they women there's no rules to this you're going to create because there's an entity there's several different entities that are gonna guide you and they'll come when they need when you need it you just met a new one now what are you gonna do you're gonna talk to the spirit guide you're gonna you're gonna ask its name you're gonna you're gonna find out what what is it like does it like flowers does it like nature does it like the city what? makes your spirit guide more present.
0: I'm so curious because for me, okay, I really resonate with you on having had spirit guides that I had a really rich relationship with, but it's evolved where maybe I'm no longer like in as deep of a relationship with them. I've maybe graduated from a relationship with them or I've transitioned from the phase or season that I was in. So it's really interesting that now... I have this new one and it's, it's all very new. I don't know why it's here. I feel like I kind of was in deeper communication with other guides and I can kind of pinpoint a little bit more of their meaning, but mine come through nature. So they're always animals. And yeah, so I have a new one. So I guess any tips I'll, I'll take for how to, how to communicate? Do I just ask questions while meditating?
1: That's exactly what I do. I, okay. I, when I'm meditating,
0: okay, so I have a spirit
1: guide that's crawl, okay, like a raven, really. It's like a bl- big black bird. It sits on my shoulder and it whispers things to me, okay? And it only comes when something, when it's it's the bringer of news, it's the gossip. Yes. It lets me know it's, <laughs> it's a little bird in my ear. And when it comes, I'm like, is it good? It's, is this okay? This guide I named, I named. I, I feel. I feel like he has a uh, a certain purpose, and I talk to him, and I constantly ask why are you here, why you're here, and it will leave me little jewelry or little shiny things. I will find, but the more you talk to it, the more you'll understand. I don't share the names of my spirit guides because I think there's power in names. And I I keep all that kind of secret. That's kind of sacred and secret to me. And when we keep things secret, there's power in secrecy. There's a power in a name. You know, you don't get to know my. I will say I have. She's like a nurse when I'm sick. She comes in and she is a tough cookie. And she she comes in with her with her way. And she's like, no no no, you're not going to eat that. Nope, you're quitting smoking now. And I can hear it. I literally can hear it. But to, in order to turn up the volume on a new spirit guide, you just talk to it, meditate, light your candles, say, who are you? Why are you here? I appreciate your presence. I feel you. Show me, ask, say, show me. What are your signs? What do you like? And you already know it's an animal, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So where does this spirit guide want to go? And then all of a sudden you can see images from it. These things will come up to you in your dreams, your meditations, and then eventually in person.
0: Yes, it happened in person a couple times. I'll, I'll tell you and I'll tell the audience. It's been kind of a, a bluebird, a blue jay. And I knew it was really real when last week I saw one in a very strange place and particularly holding a peanut. It was it had found a uh, like peanut in its mouth and was bouncing around so playfully. And I was like, what is going on? And I was following it. I truly like it it kind of had me in a trance. I just followed him. We went like deep into this park. And anyways, he came into my dream last night on my shoulder. He sat down. So you're reminding me with the crow. I'm like, maybe I need to ask what, what he wants to whisper. A new bird? a new, any kind
1: of new spirit guide means there's a big change coming in your life as well. And usually it's something positive. It's, it's usually trying to help you through something or we're the symbol of a bluebird. It's bluebird happiness. So something good is coming. My crow came during a very, very difficult time in my life and got me through a lot of, a lot of personal um, transformation. That's what that did. But I, I also have my love of dragonflies and hummingbirds. Those are all guides for me. They're part of my transformation and good times and bad times. But I also have humans too. I don't just have animals, I also have humans. Like I said, there's a nurse, she's tough. <laughs>
0: she's like I'm imagining her as like a bit of a drill sergeant in the best way yes 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 she is (laughs) I love this this is this is so interesting yeah I I do agree I think like they definitely hold kind of their different messages and I've been getting kind of the intuitive hit that this Spirit Guide is a little bit more lighthearted. My last one that kind of really took me through a lot of shadow work were owls, which I feel like were kind of like the pinnacle really of of, of going through the darkness and and wayfinding there. But beautiful symbol of
1: transformation. If you look at if you look at the story of Owl in itself, look at the Welsh goddess Vladiawith and how out of flowers she was made. And she wanted to live her own best life by, you know, killing a god and sleeping with another. And then she got turned into an owl. I mean, owl is powerful. Owl is strength. Owl is also hidden knowledge.
0: An owl is probably one of my most loud and fierce and amazing spirit guides. I, I love them. Okay, so... I guess if anybody is interested in exploring more of this, what do you think is a good place to begin? I read an interview with you where you had mentioned you don't really love the term baby witch. I don't. <laughs> You're not babies. You're on a journey.
1: You're a grown ass adult making big religious decisions and really, really ripping apart the core of yourself. You can't be a baby if you want to do that. What you are is something, it's something new. You're starting something new. So if you're new to the craft, if you're new to spirituality, like I said before, meditation, any kind of form of imaginary trance work, it's it's great. There's so many books out there. Oh my God, eat the meat, spit out the bones. In other words, enjoy what makes sense for you. If it doesn't, the rest is, it's, it's not for you.
0: It's not so serious. It's yes, it's not one size fits all. Things
1: that you're gonna have plenty of times on this in this earth and you're gonna have plenty of times in this spiritual world that you're in, your introduction to the gods as they they transform you. So if you just be ready for transformation and transformation isn't pretty. So gather all the guides with you to help you. Don't walk alone. And some of those guides will be spirit forms. For me, I'm not just spirit, it's been friends. Who are your beloved people in your life? Put them around you and know who you trust, but also know that some of this journey is alone. It's lonely. You're transforming. You are evolving into someone else. So sometimes when we evolve, we lose friends. We move on. We make decisions. We got to grow. And sometimes when you grow, you got to go. Yep. Just say yes to a lot more than you're saying no. I think that the world is headed for a little bit of an awakening. Let's start looking at the sky and the planet. Start learning what's going on, how. I wouldn't call myself an astrologer. Make sure you're good friends with an astrologer so they can tell you what the hell's going up there. But you do. You've (laughs) got to pay attention to everything, the tides of the ocean, the sky, how the earth grows. That's what the sabbats are you know, like I said, we just celebrated, you know, the autumn equinox and we're headed to Halloween. Okay. And the wheel is moving and we have to embrace everything that this life has. And it's all there for you. Just go grab it.
0: I love this. So tell me really quickly before we kind of wrap things up a bit about how you really decided to go into the world of opening up your psychic abilities? Because I I kind of think that everybody is psychic. But what was your intuitive ping? And uh, I guess, kind of your journey into that world? I've got to
1: say I have pretty open parents. My mother used to read playing cards, my grandmother read tea leaves. And they're not witches. They're Catholic. So playing with divination tools were was always right in front of me. So, my mother bought me my first tarot deck. It was in my Easter basket. How strange. Um, and I just <laughs> started playing. I, I I was I was in junior high and I was that weird kid that was reading cards and in the lunchroom and doing Ouija board, you know, just as everyone oh, yes. does. And as I, as I, I'm, I'm just down the street from Salem. So I, I get it. I'm privileged. I went right to the shops and I met some amazing people that I asked questions. So first of all, ask questions to your elders or anyone who you, that might have any more knowledge, ask them how they turned on their psychic abilities. And I asked questions and I learned that meditation was key. I learned that I didn't have to overthink what I was going to say. I was still enough that I could hear the spiritual voice in my head. So also keep in mind, I'm very neurodivergent. I have ADD and I find that a lot of people who are ADHD, they have any form of any, like any form of autism, anyone on the spectrum, Tim, he's OCD, people whose brains are wide or different. We're able to tap in sometimes a little easier to the things that aren't there because I'm all over the place. I'm picking up this thing, that thing. I learned how to hone that in through training, through uh, meditation, through a very strict routine of getting up and praying and doing the things that I needed to do to tap into a higher power. You all have the gift. doesn't matter if you're not neurodivergent. Those gifts are there for you. It's just easier for us to be so excited with new things. It's just that dopamine rush. is great. We love it. So meditate, show gratitude talk to people, read, also believe, believe in yourself. Don't compare your readings to other people and just go out and do it. You know, don't talk about it. Go get a deck of cards, pick a card of the day. And that's how you're going to learn what the message is. that, that message that you randomly picked. And you just, because you think you're learning the cards, that's actually going to probably apply to you. Experiment with it. Let it, let it go. Okay. Pay attention to, Signs from nature around you sometimes that's where the messages come sometimes it is the blue bird there any kind of blue jay or anything that's going to be a message to you now for me if i see crows i i talk to them look pay attention in nature and how things feel all right? you got gonna be really in tune to what it feels also i can't help it i'm gonna bring it back to to the gods or to some kind of source or higher power listen you don't it's about believing in something. There's something talking to you. So if you don't believe in anything, nothing's. Like if you don't believe in anything, you, you have to believe in order to hear. You have to believe that there's something talking to you. You have to believe that your power is coming from you. If you don't believe in the gods, then believe in yourself. It's, there's a belief. There's faith. You have to have faith sometimes in things we don't see. Not everything can be explained by science. But isn't it kind of weird now that science is actually talking about this stuff being real? That now science is doing it. So everything was considered witchcraft. Penicillin was considered witchcraft. Childbirth without women dying was considered witchcraft. Science has yet to be discovered. That's what witchcraft is, it's real. That's what magic is, okay? Witchcraft is the religion. Magic is the practice. Two different things. Anyone can do magic. I just saw all my friends celebrate Jewish New Year, and I said, wow, that's magic.
0: Totally. So my last question for you, we always ask people what is on their bedside table, but also now I'm like, what's on your altar? So you can pick either or both, but what is currently hanging out on your bedside table slash altar?
1: You know what's so funny? I have a bedside little altar. Okay. And (laughs) it's right next to me. And it is a statue of the goddess Diana and a amethyst crystal. Okay. Because that helps me calm my brain down and a glass of water. It's probably still there from two days ago.
0: I know. I have. That's my <laughs> issue. I'm looking at my bedside right now and I have like three glasses of water from the past three days. Yeah, it's nights. just I got
1: water everywhere. I got, I got <laughs> bottles
0: of water. <laughs> well, Leanne, thank you so much for joining us today. This was really such a lovely conversation and I am really excited to deliver this to everybody right in time for fall and for Halloween. So yeah, I just want to thank you so much for joining us. And if you can will you share where we can connect with you shop awesome. all the things
1: awesome thank you so much for having me okay if you're looking to connect with me for psychic readings or just want to say hey <laughs> i am at pentagram shop in salem and our email is info at dot and you can just address for leanne marama Or you can just say, you know, goddess of wherever she roams, they'll know who I am. And I'm also (laughs) available at Zodiac Tea Room in Beverly. Just, you know, give us a call. We're all going crazy here. Hope to see everyone for October. If I don't hear from any of you before then, but I'd like to say this, happy Halloween.
0: (laughs) Yes, happy Halloween, everybody. (laughs) Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> All right, thank you, Leon. This is such a thank treat. You. I'm so
1: happy. You take care. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Bye, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to The Bedside Podcast. I hope you love this episode as much as we did making it. If you have any feedback, questions, or suggestions for future episodes, or if you just want to chat, don't hesitate to reach out to us at TheBedside on Instagram and TheBedside.co online. You can also find us at ByTheBedside on TikTok. To stay updated on our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your preferred platform. And if you found this episode valuable, I would so greatly appreciate if you could leave us a rating, a review, text it to a friend, share it to your Instagram stories. Let's get this message out there loud and clear. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next week.